Uh, one note before you get into the podcast, we did have a bit of an audio issue. The first 30 minutes, we accidentally recorded the audio from the computer, and it still might be better than the audio on the Packaday podcast. It's better than nothing, and I figured we could do that than try to redo everything and have that same kind of <laughs> magic that Hank and I have. So please, please understand. Yeah, and I guess I'll just say that if you've ever lived in a basement, the audio, it, it sounds very basement-like. Yeah, so, you know, just think of that when you think of the, when you're listening to the first half hour here. It's the real Hank experience. H- exactly, Hank the new sound guy. But with that, enjoy this episode. That's the best one right there. It's funny, my teammates say, you act like you just got out of prison. I said, well, you know. I would be mentally a lot sharper at this point had I eaten more cheese. You know, obviously, kind of like a ma- the master in the, you know, had one. It's never been about revenge. It's about a reckoning. Hey, what up? It's Mercedes Lewis here, a.k.a. Big Dog. And you listening to Poor Man's Package Podcast. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Poor Man's Packers Podcast, the Ball Packers Podcast in the state of our minds. I am Spencer Sismanowitz, joined as always with Kyle Rakowski, but once again, not this week. I think hopefully this is the last week of the standoff. If he doesn't appear for week one, I think uh, we might have a problem. But, you know, after rave reviews last week, Hank is back in the building. Hank, once again, welcome to the program. Thank you, thank you. I'm so honored to be here again, but also deeply saddened to not be sitting next to the one and only Kyle. You know, it feels, it's such a blessing and a curse right now. Yeah. I don't don't know how else to say it. Like, I get chills listening to you do the intro in person. (laughs) You know, like you can really see those peas popping. With the Poor Man's Package podcast. It's it's very important, you know, it yeah. gets people going at yeah. the beginning. And so, and like, I don't know, I I just, you feel kind of Kyle here a little bit, like yeah. his ghost in the room. Yeah. Um, and so Kyle, if, if it's any, you know, I think consolation, I just really hope that we can do you proud this week. Yeah, and I mean, I he, he did get back to me a little bit last week. He was impressed with your performance. I, uh... In negotiating, I, I did say, you know, we'd like to bring Kyle back and maybe move you into a producer role, sound guy, like you, you know, brought up last week. So hopefully that'll be enough to bring him back, but, you know, only time will tell. I mean, I sound guy, you could even call me chord guy. Um, you know, I, I there was a while where I was a, I was a janitor. And mm. um, so, like, I got really, really good at, you know, tying cords around my arms um for like vacuums and stuff like that yeah hand elbow hand elbow yes yes and so like i feel like that is a transferable skill to like a podcast well we'll have to see too because if he comes back we're gonna need a third mic and a third cord so we'll we'll have to see but yeah we're we're hoping to have kyle back in the near future but if not you know we'll just have to see what happens uh, this episode, this will be our season preview, Saints preview, all that stuff. We'll have our predictions for the season. Um, we'll quickly go over the roster cuts, uh, go over that quick, uh, talk about our new punter, our bold predictions for the season. We'll also have, after you know, a little talk about 
fun Packer names, the best Packer names. We're going to have a best Packer names draft. Uh, very important. I'm sure people will be looking forward to that. If you have time, maybe some Packers trivia. Maybe we'll just have that in with other stuff we're talking about. A Saints preview, and then we'll have our normal outro. But, uh, shoot, you want to just get right into the roster cuts here, Hank? Yeah. All I got to say is, you know, going into last week, end of August, I just couldn't help but feel like summer's summer summer was over. You know? Um, <laughs> but, like, right now, coming back and – here we are again on a Sunday, um, and all I can think about is, all I can think about is this: we're one hamstring away. <laughs> oh my God! One hamstring away from watching Ty Summers stop, stop. shift around the field, <laughs> miss another running back. Hey, hey, have a wide receiver run right by him. I swear that, you know, every part of Ty Summers' vision is a blind spot. Hey, that's, that's not very nice. And, hey, we don't know if he's the first one to step in. It is a new defensive coordinator in Joe Barry, so hopefully maybe it's Oren Burks who steps in, but he isn't that great of a I have a great Oren Burks story. So, like, I – Does anyone I, have a good Oren Burks story? Yes, okay. yes, I do. So, you know, I'm going to I'm gonna come out as, like, a very uh, – I'm going to come out here as a very strong um, Oren Burks fan. Okay. And the reason was is because in Madden 20, um, when you user – as the middle linebacker oh, on the Packers CPU, Oren Burks was a god. He was so fast, and he was—he's tall for a middle linebacker, and so you—I mean, he's—he's he's picking off everything. I mean, it was—it was awesome, and so like that's really where my love of Oren Burks started. Um, and so like you know, I just—I really hope that that translates onto the field this year. I would hope so. We, you know, the inside linebacker position is not one that playmakers seem to dwell on for the Green Bay Packers over the last decade or so. So that would be a welcome change. Well, and you know, Madden 20, that was technically two years ago. So I've been waiting a while. Dude, Madden, I have not bought Madden in like 10 years. I remember it was like Madden 2012 or 2011 where they started that with the inside linebackers, where if you try to like just lob it up to the tight end, it was getting picked off every single time from those inside linebackers. Hated, hated that game. Yeah. It hasn't gotten better. And 66 Oren Burks, you get some hands. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's taller than Ty Summers, so that probably helps him out for getting those interceptions. So uh, quickly, we'll go over the... 53-man roster here. Here are the last few guys that made it on that we were kind of talking about. Isaac Yodam, uh, Jake Hansen, Yosha Nyman, Dennis Kelly, Chauncey Rivers, Ty Summers, unfortunately, and Hunter Bradley somehow still made it onto the roster. I think the biggest surprise of that group is Jake Hansen. Uh, apparently, last year he was dealing with a hip injury in this training camp. He was more healthy. A lot of people didn't really talk about him, never really heard much positive praise for him. All we saw was in that last preseason game, his bad snaps. But he made the roster. He is a sixth-round pick out of Oregon. So I guess we'll see if he ever turns out to be a player. But who knows? Yeah, and it was strange watching uh, Jake make the team, too, because all of a sudden you had a, like, a lot of revisionist history on yes. Twitter. Yes, You know, it was a lot of, like, beat writers being like, well, you know, the general public just doesn't know a lot about centers. <laughs> right. well, and, yeah, I, and like a couple of tweets ago, they were like, you know, screw Jake Hansen, that guy, he's going back out west. Yeah, because I think I sent that to you where it was uh, Ross Uglum, who I really like on, on Twitter, but it was one of those things again where, yeah, here, I found the tweet right now. He, he tweeted, 
Centers, an easy thing for fans to think <laughs> they know what they're watching. Corner gets beat, can see that, he stinks. Wide receiver drops a ball, he sees that. Tackle gets beat, he sees that, he stinks. Center struggles, uh, snapping, easy for an average fan to think he stinks. So it's like, sure, Ross, you're absolutely right, we are dumb, but at the same time, nobody thought Jake Hansen was making the roster. So, And let's be honest, like, I consider myself a below-average fan. Sure. I mean, so, we are a poor man's pack. Yeah. Pocket. So I mean, I, I'm just I'm just showing up here, and I'm I'm telling what what I see. <laughs> that's and, that's all we want. You know, I saw Jake Hansen pretty much get Jordan Love into some hot water. Yeah. Uh, that whole I. Hopefully, he doesn't have to actually play. It's still weird that they. I mean, I understand Ben Braden's 27 years old, and you you know you can stuff him on the practice squad and be fine, but. I'd rather see him suit up for a game than Jake Hansen. Someone has to play. Yeah, and you know what I want to see from Jake Hansen is him being a little more hands on the ball, and maybe hands off the ball too when he's supposed to. Well, that like so maybe more a little less hands on the ball. I hope we don't see hands on the ball because I hope we don't have to see Jake Hansen. All I want to see from Jake Hansen is his long hair wearing a baseball cap. That's that. Those are my goals for him for the season. <laughs> Moving on, players that got cut. Oh, do you have something? I was just going to say also Jake Hansen. Not a great name. He looks, you know, so this is lame, but he does look like a hockey player. He looks yes. like one of the Hansen brothers. He's he got does. the long hair, all that big, big muscular dude. He could be a nice defenseman for a hockey team. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, he looks, he looks the part, but like, you know, you don't, you don't see the player when you're staring at the program. <laughs> right. And so sometimes that's, that's the trouble. That's you're exactly right. Um, moving on, players who got cut and are not returning. Um, some real sad stories here. Dexter Williams, who we talked up a little bit, he did not make it. It's not back on the practice squad. He actually signed to the Giants practice squad, so he's there with Blake Martinez and Josh Jackson. At wide receiver, Reggie Bagleton and Damon Hazelton. Reggie Bagleton being gone is kind of a bummer. Real bummer, too. You're not supposed to you know, look at it this way, but literally got cut on his 28th birthday. Kind of thought he'd be brought back to the practice squad. Nope. So, good chance that his NFL career, unfortunately, is over. R.I.P. Bagel, man. <laughs> uh, Coy Conk, the offensive tackle from Iowa, is also gone. Uh, Willington Prevalent is gone as well. Carlo Kemp, outside linebacker. Delonte Scott is gone. Outside linebacker, Sean Harris. Quarterbacks, Stefan Denmark and Rogersman Ferris. Unfortunately, he's gone. Great name is off the team. Uh, that is tough. The... the more surprising cut of all of them, uh, who isn't coming back, Christian Upoff, the the safety who was kind of the one of the guys along with uh, Jack Heflin, undrafted guy who thought had a good chance of making the 53, didn't make the 53, didn't make the practice squad, um, and also someone who got caught is J.K. Scott. Finally, I said last week I, I would have thought Hunter Bradley would have been cut before J.K., but... I guess it's nice, too, with the 17-week season, we have a bye week in preseason. So in practice, I guess, this week and a half here, they can start to, you know, get uh, Jake Hansen or Hunter Bradley and our new punter, Corey Borquez, situated with the snap hold and get ready for Cosby. Also, a way better name than J.K. Scott. Yeah, let, a, way, a way less memeable name. Well, J.K. Scott is is a bad name, but I did like uh, the nickname J.K. Forty Seven when we thought he was a weapon three weeks into his rookie season when he looked good, and since then it all kind of has fallen apart. Yeah, it's it's tough when it became ironic. 
Yeah, <laughs> it's been ironic for a couple of years now, yeah. But Corey Borquez, uh, the, the punter that we traded for from the Los Angeles Rams, we gave them a 2023 sixth-round pick. They gave us their seventh-round pick that same year. He's a pretty pretty damn good punter. His career average is 45 yards um, net. However, last year he had an average of 50.8 yards. He has punted a 165 times in his career, so he does have you know some experience there. But he's hopefully he can help out the punter position. He's got a big leg, kind of like J.K. Hopefully he can be a little bit more consistent. Johnny Hecker, the Rams Pro Bowl punter who beat him out, said this after Corey was cut. Well, Corey, a well-established dominant punter in this league, is a well is a well-established dominant punter in this league, and I was really happy for him to get the opportunity to work with him for a few months that we did. So he already thinks that he's an established punter and he's going to be a good punter for us. I'm looking forward to it. If nothing else, the biggest thing that he brings, one, he's a left-footed punter, which is weird, but also he led the league in hang time. For punters, which it's one thing to boot it far, but it's another, especially when you're bringing in a new special teams unit. If you can get hang time and you're getting a lot of fair catches, your coverage isn't really going to be as important. So hopefully that can make the special teams better this year in itself. Yeah, and I mean, I think that we have to acknowledge there is nothing more chill than good hang time. Nothing more. Oh, hell yeah. That's a good, okay. That took me a second. I like that. That's, I'm not going to make fun of you for that. For that <laughs> okay. Uh, moving on to the practice squad. These are the guys that uh, have made it on. It's 16 players. They're keeping the same rules as last year with the pandemic, which is nice. They can also call up two guys from the practice squad to the active roster every game as well. These are the guys that made it. Uh, Abdul Anderson, the defensive lineman, Kurt Banker. Thank God he made it. Wide receiver Chris Blair, uh, Ben Braden, tackle Jacob Capra, cornerback Kevion Ento, Enos Gaines made it, Tipa Galeo made it, uh, Aaron Rodgers' favorite tight end, Bronson Kafusi made it. Bronson Kafusi, I love that name too. I, it has a beautiful ring to it. Yeah, honestly, like Kafusi and, and Ento are probably some of my favorite names. Like Ento is like obviously not, we don't, it's not like too multisyllabic, but it is very nice to say. Multisyllabic? What does that mean? Well, having more than one syllable. Okay. Like it, it's not. It's not. It's not. <laughs> okay. so yeah. it, sounds, it sounds a lot more uh, fancy than what I was expecting. Uh, I I like uh, Bronson Kafusi. Just the name Kafusi has a ring to it in itself. Like it's almost a song in my in my mind. Like I don't know. Bronson Kofusi, Bronson Kofusi. You know what? I mean? Doesn't that? Don't you think that's a good ring to it? Am I am I just crazy there, Hank? I think I see a commercial <laughs> in the future. If he ever gets pulled up to the fifty-three, yeah, maybe. He yeah, yeah. Find some of the spots. I mean, it would be a really good, a really great podcast commercial too. Oh, maybe we'll bring him on for a uh, for a commercial someday. We really need that. Nice, uh, the the Bronson Kofusi chant. Yes, exactly. Uh, we also kept kicker J.J. Molson. This is an interesting move. We kept him on the practice squad last year as well, just with COVID and the protocols where you could, you know, in case something happened with Crosby, we'd have someone to fall back on. People are also wondering if he will be the kicker of the future, if this indeed turns out to be Mason Crosby's last year, so look for that. Uh, EQ got brought back as well, kind of a surprise for a veteran player like that to stick on. Uh, running back Patrick Taylor is back, Cole Van Lanner from Wisconsin. Linebacker Ray Wilbon and wide receiver Juwan Winfrey, who was the talk of training camp at the beginning. So 
Nothing crazy there. And the one, the most important practice squad player is one Stephen Wordle, the long snapper from Iowa State. Although, uh, you know, Brian Gutenkun said in his last presser that they have all this confidence in Hunter Bradley, which is absolute bullshit. They brought on a long snapper for the practice squad. Like I said, Iowa State, 6'4", 228. I don't know about uh, long snappers much, but he did spend some time with our new punter in Buffalo. So that's a big reason why he's on. Hopefully, I would think he's going to be the long snapper at some point this season. Yeah, and, you know, it makes for the perfect the perfect starter, right? Like, And when I think starter, like, I'm, I'm thinking, like, first-gen starter Pokemon. Like, okay. Like, you know, not Squirtle, but Wordle. <laughs> Which is like kind of a kind of a blend of War Turtle and Squirtle. So uh-huh. like, but we're going Gen One. Um, I think Gen One starter, and so I think halfway through the year, um, that's you know that's who we choose. God, yeah, I hope so. What, yeah, what has uh, Hunter Bradley been then? What what Pokemon could we? Uh, I guess not Snorlax. That's too. Yeah, Snorlax is still too OP at times. Okay. Yeah, I yeah. mean, Hunter Bradley. Bulbasaur. Hunter Bradley just sounds like some recycled, like, Gen 5 Pokemon that just, like, showed up, you know? You kind of forget about them. Um, that works like, for me because I don't Every like once that. in a while, they're in the game. Get easy KO. <laughs> okay. Yeah, and, well, he does get his own players KO'd, like Mason Crosby had to leave that game against the Rams. Yeah. But that's it for the roster. Like I said, nothing too crazy there really wasn't uh, many many surprises that could happen. I guess the only other thing to talk about would be David Bakhtiari getting put on the PUP. Something that people were talking about was how he could have been put on the IR, but that actually wasn't an option. That would have only been three weeks, but because it was an injury from last year, the Packers weren't allowed to do that. So first six weeks he'll be out, probably at least the first seven actually, because he can't practice until after the first six weeks. So we'll have to see what happens with the offensive line. Elton Jenkins filled in for that left tackle. Yeah, and I think one thing coming out of training camp is there's just a lot of good stories again. And, yeah. I mean, I think that's one of the valuable things about being a Packers fan is just every training camp, like, we have kind of stories we get to latch on to. You know, even if, even if uh, you know, someone someone like Jack Heflin ends up being the next Dean Lowry, Dean Lowry like, it's still right now, that moment. Um, it's, it's so exciting. It's fun because, like we kind of talked about last week, too, with Kyle and Hill, where it's, you have these, you know, we haven't really seen him play in a regular season game, so his ceiling is endless right now. Just about, and Jack Heflin is, like you're saying, oh, my God, yeah, he could be he could be a great player for us. But in all actuality, especially a defensive lineman, he probably has a low ceiling. But who knows? Those Iowa boys in the trenches are usually turn out to be pretty good football players. But moving on, that's it for the roster. We're probably not going to talk about a lot of those guys ever again, hopefully, since it's all back end of the roster guys. I would say we're going to talk about Jack Heflin. Yeah, yeah. Jack, well, I we'll mean, see. Well, I hope so. Yeah, like I'm going to talk about if I'm ever invited back, I will bring up Jack Heflin. Hey, we still have TJ Slayton, who's, who's a draft that's pick true. as well. You know, we've been so impacted with uh, Heflin, we've forgotten about higher draft picks. So, I mean, that, that scout description is going to linger for a very long time trash can full of dirt yeah and obviously we love it too because we have a trash can in our in our branding as well but moving on we are uh about to kick off the season a week from today that we're recording we will have our we'll be getting ready for pre-game for the first packer game of the season 
But let's look through the schedule real quick here, and we'll have our season prediction for the record total. Remember, there are 17 games this year, which I still, that's going to be so tough to wrap my brain around. It's, you almost wish they would have gotten to 18 right away because you know what's going to happen. 17 is just such an ugly number. No offense to Devontae Adams, but an odd number for games just does not feel right. Yeah, it, it's a very, very gross number. Um, unless you're looking at it on a jersey. Yes, 100%. Uh, running through the schedule here quick. Week one, we obviously play the Saints. Then after that, well, it is a Monday night football game against the Detroit Lions. Then we have Sunday night football against the San Francisco 49ers. That should be a fun game. Week four against Pittsburgh at Lambeau Field. Then we'll travel to Cincinnati. Week five. Chicago Bears, week six at Soldier Field. Uh, we will be in D.C. to play the Washington football team, week seven. Week eight, the Cardinals, Thursday night football in Arizona. Uh, week nine in Kansas City. That should be a, a pretty fun fun game. Hopefully, it's one of those, again, where, like, uh, in 2019, we played the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes was hurt. Or was that last year? No, that was two years ago. Okay, it was two years ago. So it would be nice to get a Rodgers-Patrick Mahomes I, match. I think it was two years ago, right? Because that was when Jamal Williams had that really nice catch. And It was two years ago, yeah. yeah. Now, now I remember that because I watched it at uh, my buddy Zim's my buddy Zim's house. There you go. You might know him. Uh, week 10, Packers versus the Seahawks. It seems like we play the freaking Seahawks every other year. That is, in Seattle, or that is at Lambeau Field. Week 11, Vikings. In Minnesota, week 12, Los Angeles Rams. 13, week 13 is the bye week, which is nice. It's nice to have a late bye, I think. 14, uh, Chicago Bears. 15, Baltimore Ravens. Week 16, the Browns come to town. Week 17, uh, Packers versus Vikings at Lambeau. And 18, we finish off the season at Detroit, which that seems to be something we're doing just about every year as well. So... We do have the fifth hardest schedule based off records from last year. You know, it's always tough when you play the NFC West, where they seem to be the most competitive team week in and week out, or division week in and year in and year out. Jesus Christ, Spencer, get your words together. But I don't know, Hank. It's it's one of those things where right now we, we're not sure how good these teams are. You know, we kind of have an idea. 17 games. I don't know, it's, it's a tough team, but it, or a tough schedule, but at the same time, I really think this is one of the more talented teams the Packers have had in recent memory and probably in the history of the franchise, perhaps. A bold thing to say, but you're looking at it now, too, and just the way it's all set up, we really are all in on this season. We're already, I believe, like $50 million over the cap next year. So next year the team's going to look different. We're all in with these veterans, high-paid veterans right now. What are you thinking, Hank? Well, I'm just I'm just thinking, I mean, yeah, what you said is bold, but we're in the business of being bold. Hell yeah. Yeah. I mean, you don't you don't start a podcast unless you know, unless you're a little bold. You need to have some hot takes yeah. mixed in, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, you know, one thing that sticks out to me about the schedule and um, you know, I'm just gonna knock on wood here before I say this. Okay. But the last time that Seattle played the Green Bay Packers at home, we won. Yes. And I remember that was a Mike Daniels game. And well, we play, you're not counting the playoffs then. No, yeah, I'm not counting the playoffs. I'm t- counting regu- regular season. I think it was in like two, 
Uh, was it like 2018 or 17? I remember that being the, so that wasn't on local TV here in the cities because that was the Devontae Adams where I think he had a near an 80-yard touchdown on the first drive. I do not remember uh, Mike Daniels. I remember Christine Michael, the running back. That was the game, that his revenge game against the Seahawks. But other than that, yeah, and then there was the game, there was the Kyle Sackrell game in Seattle where he had three or four sacks somehow and ended up losing still. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, the, I remember the one in Seattle because I was at a beat-ups watching that. Hell yeah. And I remember, oh, this, this is a story for the ages, but there I was in a beat-ups <laughs> and, like, I, I'm not like a jersey wearer because every time I wore a jersey, the Packers have lost. So now it's just in my closet and I'm too, you know, like I have too much fear of like buying another one and the Packers doing bad. Yes. And so like I can't watch, like every time I watch it with my aunt and uncle, like my uncle gets so mad at me if I wear my jersey. Yeah. And so last time I wore it, he he threatened to make me move out of the basement. Really? And so, yeah, and, like, the only other place I would have in the house would be the attic, which gets really hot. And yeah. so, so like, I just decided, like, for, you know, for the sake of the team and also for the sake of my living arrangement, yeah. I was not going to wear a jersey anymore. Okay. Yeah, so that that's kind of that's kind of where I'm at with that. I, I battle back and forth with the jerseys now, too, but the stakes have never been as high as that for you. I'm sorry, I'm sorry to hear that. What? jersey is it that you own it's a Devonte adams jersey okay and it's not even a nice one it's one that i bought for 40 dollars on i think amazon okay and so it's like jerseys? yeah like it's it's not embroidered it's pretty mm. much looks like uh you know a kindergartner used like i don't know like some some nicer tape on okay. it okay and and so like also like it's not going to survive like two more than two washes and so, like, I've already had to wash it once, so I might as well just keep it in the closet where it belongs. And ever since I put it in the closet, to be quite honest, we've done well. And it's, yeah. it's you know, it hasn't left that closet for quite a while. And well, so... I'm glad you're sticking with the superstition. Yeah. So, I mean, halfway halfway through, if if we start losing, which I don't think we will, but, like, maybe I take maybe I take the jersey out and I have to give it away. Mm. And that's the only way to like give it to a better home and a more okay. worthy fan. Well, I guess we'll see then. Maybe you know later on in the season, if that happens, we'll have a another giveaway for a uh, for a, a Hanks <laughs> Hanks Scotch tape Devonte Adams jersey. Hanks game worn Scotch tape Devonte Adams jersey. Yeah, that yeah, sounds absolutely. like a hot commodity. People and, would love that. And so I guess I was at B Dubs to take us back to oh, where yeah. we were. <laughs> okay. You know, not wearing a jersey, but there was a lot of Packers jerseys there, right? Yep. And I remember because that was when Mike McCarthy was still our coach. Yep. Because there were a bunch of Packers fans that when, when, like, we were up in that game and when they started coming back, all the Packers fans in the bar were like, let's just lose. Let's get McCarthy fired. And I've never been, like, I've never been more disappointed to be in a Buffalo Wild Wings in my life. And there's been many... (laughs) Disappointing times in Buffalo Wild Wings, you know, um, you know, after those late nights at the car wash, um, you yeah. know, my past job as a janitor, it's always a place I can just go to and sulk, but I've never sulked like I did that day, surrounded by green and gold jerseys, sucking their thumbs and crying. Yeah, I, 
I, I feel you there. Usually, you know, you're, you get disappointed in the team, but at the same time, we've all had those days at B-dubs where you're disappointed in yourself and how you feel after eating so many wings, you just feel like absolute complete shit. Yeah, and you're waking up and you get, like, cramps in the middle of the night, and then it's just... Mm-hmm. Then it's hitting. Uh, I'll, I'll agree. I'll know. Yeah, it's just one continuous slap of water. Okay. In the middle of the night, and just waking stuff's you up, burning, cramps. stuff's bleeding. You don't really know where you bleeding. are. Just sweating. Okay. And um, what wings are you eating? All of them. Okay. <laughs> all of them. Hank oh. Hank eats all the wings he can. Do you lick your fingers? Occasionally. All right, great. But anyways, to get back to what I, I've taken a couple tangents, so we're a little off course. Yes. I apologize for that. But what I'm happy is that year that we played Seattle the first game of the season at home, yep. and we beat them. That was also the year Aaron Rodgers got hurt and was out. And so it's That's good to right. see it's later in the season, so we don't have any any like bad luck or any repeat luck of that. Um, and we get a bye week two weeks later. So we know that he's going to be healthy. Um, the football gods are going to be with us. And uh, this, yeah, we, and we also know that he's not going to be in Mike McCarthy's offense getting slaughtered every play. Yes. Well, hopefully, hopefully the offensive line will hold up this year. We will have some questions with that. Like we talked about earlier with David Bakhtiari, but yes, I, Seattle used to be a team that you'd really get afraid of seeing them on the schedule, and now they're a little more, I don't know, they're just not as explosive. They don't have that Legion of Boom anymore on defense. I don't know why we're still talking yeah. about this. Well, in, a, in another game, <laughs> I'm, I'm like looking at week six, and I'm like, is Justin Fields going to be alive still by this point in the year? Um, because we've seen that Chicago line in the preseason. Yeah, we've they're... seen the helmet roll off on the ground. Um, and to me, that is – you know, what I what I think we would call foreshadowing. Oh, okay. And so I, you know, as a Packer fan, I always like to be a good fan to the other teams. So I'm really hoping for Justin Fields' health. Yeah. Um, but, you know, Chicago's an organization that does its best to just ruin quarterbacks. They are incredibly good at that. It's, yeah. it's crazy how they always seem to have, like, an inside linebacker who's really good in a good defense, and we always seem to have a good quarterback. It's yeah. just the way the world works. Yeah, and I, I just don't know. It's, like, it's impressive because it's not only, you know, it's not only ruining them physically, but, like, mentally as well. It's breaking them down, yes. It, yeah. That's a very good point. I mean, their offense hasn't been good since, I, I don't know, it's been quite a long time. Yeah. Since Matt Forte, at least. Yeah, no, absolutely. So, that's the, that's the season. <laughs> Mostly the Seattle Seahawks and the Chicago Bears, I guess. But looking at the win total here, Hank, uh, Vegas has a slot at 10.5 wins, which does seem a little low. It is a tough schedule, like I said, but I don't know what you're thinking. I still, just looking overall at the team, I don't see how the offense – I mean, the offense probably has to take a step back just because they were historically great last year. But at the same time, MBS really seems to have turned it around in training camp. Robert Tunyon, you know, entering a year here where he's already kind of established and he seems to have the best hands in camp, according to everyone. Uh, All right, uh, Hank. Being the professional sound person that he is, about half hour in, one, he noticed we weren't recording, two, 
we went back and listened, and I realized that we weren't even using the microphones <laughs> that we have to record the podcast. So sorry about the shitty audio at the beginning there. Uh, Hank, do you have anything to to, to add? I, it's glad I'm glad that you found it before we had the entire episode done. Yeah. So what I guess I'm thinking about right now is that there's really two like two ways to look at it. The first way is an established sound guy probably would have caught that right away and probably would have uh, like, especially with the not recording, like probably would have noticed that. Um, But like what I would say is like right now, like I'm more of a draft and develop sound guy. And so like put me on the practice squad and give me a couple weeks to learn. And, you know, like then I will start, I think, you know, maybe like I'll start studying and I'll like, I'll know, I'll know when we're recording. I'll know what that Knows looks in the like. Playbook. Yeah. Like you know, that'll become second nature. Yeah. Um, I'll become more than just like the standard chord guy, but Perfect. I'll also make sure the chords are plugged in. And so <laughs> yeah, that's important. So like, those are the things I think, you know, um, listeners of the podcast can really count on from me. Um, <laughs> You know, I, I, I mean, guess it's it's good to be needed, but it's also it's good to know that I'm not quite there yet. Yeah, I for here's a great example I think because it's my opinion. Um, Peyton Manning, his rookie year, led the league in interceptions, and he turned out to be a pretty good quarterback. So maybe you know we can reference that with our sound <laughs> for uh, this episode. But God, we're. <laughs> Where were we? I think we were talking about the offense. Yeah, somewhere, somewhere around. We need to talk offense. about the offensive line. The offensive yeah. line is a question mark. Hope yeah, that's the, that's the only part on the offense that I'm that I have in doubt. Maybe the interior there is pretty young. We'll have Elton Jenkins at left tackle. Whatever ends up happening at left guard, but that's the only thing that I could see slowing us down. What do you think about the office uh, about the offense, Hank? Yeah, so I think basically what you got to do is just send AJ Dillon down the middle. Mm-hmm. all the time where where i'm out um we just need you know we need some big legs to start burning some field and so like like i said i'm here for aj Dillon all year i'm gonna be singing his praises even when they shouldn't be sang or sung i'm not sure exactly how to say that right all i know is he just uh proposed last night that's right yeah big thing big thing we're expecting bigger things during the season you know like i would say that right now like he he's just set up for an incredible year just engaged um rb number two he's gonna be just hammering 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 you know we're gonna i'm gonna start i'm gonna turn into hardware hank by the end of this because i'm gonna be hammering away on aj Dillon every single week hell yes yes and so like that is kind of where i'm at um with the offensive line is i just you know i don't i just don't think it matters because we have aj Dillon and we saw what he did against the titans and that is from someone who is a below average fan with a below average iq um but i think above average dreams Okay. Wow. Well, that's good. All right. So we've got a lot of hype on AJ Dillon. I don't remember if if it's included before it got cut off, but just looking at last year, uh, Jamal Williams had 120 carries. So even if Dylan's getting that, that's that's a good chunk of chunk of the offense alone. And and just to be fair, like I think our off- offensive line is still really good, even if yeah. it is young and it's going to be going against. Players like Cameron Jordan, like I feel like the experience on the edges and 
um, is just going to be enough to kind of propel those guys forward. And and even like hopefully, even with Rogers, like I think he'll be able to cover up maybe some of those holes right away. Yeah, hopefully we don't we won't be looking forward to David Bakhtiari coming back, or it's not a thing like oh my god we need him to get back because once he is, I think our offense will offensive line will be really really good. But young young line to start the season, we'll just have to see. Uh, on defense, Joe Barry's defense, Vic Fangio system, 3-4. We'll see how it goes. Uh, Kenny Clark hopefully can stay healthy along with Kingsley Kiki. Uh, Dean Lowry's have a good has had a good camp as well. Inside linebacker Chris Barnes, he's been a talk of training camp too, how he's a second-year player, but he seems like a 10-year vet. And Devondre Campbell, the inside linebacker as well that we signed right before training camp, he seems to be the guy that'll be on the field a lot as well. Uh, outside linebacker, we still have Zadarius Smith. I will probably get into it later. I don't know if he's going to... If I had to guess right now, I don't think he's playing week one. But we do have Preston Smith and Rashawn Gary as well, and I have a lot of... Uh, I see them having really good seasons as well. Cornerback, obviously, Jair Alexander, Kevin King, Eric Stokes, and at the back end, we have Darnell Savage and Adrian Amos. The biggest thing for me, as much as we always talk about the Packers and the success they've had and how maybe they've let us down a lot... How nationally it's seen that way, and it's like, oh my God, Rogers, you know, we've the franchise has let him down, and how how do we only have one Super Bowl? And to me, it really does come down to the defense. We know the offense is going to be good. The offense is always good, and you know, at the end of a game, if it's close, you're going to trust that the offense will do enough. It just comes down to this defense, and hopefully, as long as Joe Barry can have a slightly above average defense, I think we have a very good shot of making the Super Bowl. Hank, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I think two things. The first thing is um, you know, it's hard to get more than one Super Bowl I think like every 10 years when you're not cheating. That's and, that's true. Yeah, and so I think like we're not pointing any fingers, but we all we all know that it's probably easier to get Super Bowls for your franchise when you have the organization and one of the star players, you know, like fiddling around behind the bleachers with stuff, you know? And But what stuff? You know, who's to say? Yeah, who's to say? I mean, maybe some cords and some needles and, um, you know, just stuff to kind of take the air out of the moment. Ooh. And and so, you know, I think that's, that's what I would think of. I always – my second thing is it's ironic we're running a three to – three, four, because, like, I don't see three or four guys on the defense I don't love. <laughs> Yeah, I I only see yeah. one. Who, who's that? I think for the <laughs> I think for the integrity of the podcast, and I don't I don't want to burn any bridges. Um, we don't need to talk. But about yeah, it. yeah, I okay. I don't know. Um, we'll we'll see. I'll just say it it, it rhymes with bummer. Or, <laughs> bummers. Yeah. Okay. Well, once again, yeah, I just hope we don't see many tie bummers this year. I agree with you, Hank. Uh, so for the season, we'll wrap up the season preview just for these guys here. Uh, like I said, Vegas has us at over-under set at 10.5 wins. We are 14-1 odds to win the Super Bowl, tied for the fourth best behind Kansas City, Tampa Bay, and the Buffalo Bills. Hank, what do you what do you have for a prediction for the season? Oh, I got something on the Bills. I just don't understand how they're ahead of us for odds when we all we've seen is them break down and then 
and then them like just flex in the preseason and I think it's because the AFC just isn't as competitive as the NFC right now with Tom Brady not being there yeah but I like yeah I guess and I guess you have to pick someone else in the AFC but like let's be honest like it's harder it will be harder for the Bills to beat the Chiefs this year yeah then it will probably well like yeah we'll have to see with the offensive line you know that's yeah. that's the big thing with the Kansas City Chiefs so if they've got that patched up maybe they'll be better but I believe Buffalo is 13 to 1 we're 14 to 1 odds they're not nah. and that's just Vegas bullshit anyway so how many how many wins do you think we'll have this season here Hank? yeah I think we're gonna go 14 and 3 wow damn okay that is that is bold I would not be that bold but that is not my prediction I I keep going back and forth, which I feel like I say that a lot on this podcast, but I know last year I picked 11 wins, I think. I thought there would be a regression, but God, I just think this team is so good, usually with the new defensive coordinator, at least from what I've seen, like Mike Pettin, his defense was at its best his first year. Dom Capers, it was at his best early on as well, so I think we will start hot. I'm going to say, God, I keep going back and forth between 12 and 13. I'm going to say 13 wins. I'm going to say 13 and four. I'll just go with that. I, If I really had to bet, I'd probably say 12, but 13 and four. This is a stupid podcast from fans. And I don't know. I, I think we're, if we get a first round buy again, that'd be pretty remarkable, but I think we'll be playing for it at the end of the season there. Yeah. And like, I'm just going to be honest. I'm pretty non-committal. I've had a lot of jobs in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't last too long. Although this last, this, this most recent one at the car wash has lasted longer than I expected. It's, yeah. It's a really nice place to work. I'm learning a lot and you know, I just, but I'm just going to have to go back on what I just said. I think we're going 15 and two. Okay. <laughs> and, and the only losses, and this might hurt, but like, I really think the only losses are going to be week three against the San Francisco 49ers. And then I think we are going to lose once to the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah, I think we'll lose one of the Vikings too. But okay, I guess we'll strike that first prediction from the record there. Never said it. <laughs> Never said it. Okay, moving on. Our bold predictions, much like last year, we will each have three bold predictions for the season. Uh, hopefully, they'll be more bold. I saw Zach Cruz put out an article of 10 bold predictions. Some of them that he had in there is MVS's uh, yards per catch will fall. And that the offensive line will regress from last year. Uh, MVS led the league in yards per catch, and somehow Zach think it's, thinks it's bold that uh, he'll regress from that. But anyways, our bold predictions. I'll go first. Uh, I, we mentioned the defensive line a little bit there. Kenny Clark getting healthy. Kiki being health, healthy. TJ Slayton eating up some blocks. I think the Packers are going to have two defensive linemen, defensive linemen with six-plus sacks on the season. This has not happened since 2010, so it's been 10 years since this has happened. I just think if we stay healthy, this is a better a better group than we've had over the last five years, I think. I think Kiki is going to finally establish himself as a decent starter in the league. So I think, and I, I think it will be those two, I think Kenny Clark and Kingsley Kiki will combine for 12 or more sacks this season. What do you have for a bold prediction? Yeah, so for I've been thinking about this a lot. And like I, okay, so I don't know how to. I, I was thinking about splitting this one up, but I'm just gonna put it together. Okay. And I think between AJ Dillon and MVS, we have 12 touchdowns. 12 touchdowns. Okay. Okay. I guess. I, I'm wondering if that's bold enough. Six each. 
Hank? I mean, oh, okay. So you got me thinking now. You got me thinking. Okay, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say 15 between the two of them. Okay, how's that sound? That that works for me. That yeah. As a host you know of what? the podcast, you know I push. What? I push this. You know to what? The Screw limit. it. 17. Wow. We're 17. Going to 17 between the two. The ugly number. The ugly number. And and like I just I feel like we spoke that into existence. I, you know, I think that could happen. I think MVS and AJ Dillon are in for you know he's going to be the vulture. AJ Dillon will be the vulture for this team. Yeah, well, and he's also going to be the plow. Yes, the yeah. snowplow. That the should snow be plow. his nickname. The snowplow. That is quite good. I I agree. We don't that have is, a fullback that runs the ball, or else maybe they have. It's not as butt. good as the December. Uh, thank you, but wow. God, it, you are but a real like, fan. But like, yeah, I mean, I am one of the OGs. <laughs> like, I can't tell you. Like, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe like the way we're visualizing 17 touchdowns and we spoke that into existence is the same way that I visualized myself someday being a part of this podcast. Wow. Well, one can yeah. only hope, Hank. You know, and you listen to Aaron Rodgers enough and you just got to visualize, visualize, visualize. And so like that's that's what I'm doing. I'm just visualizing like the snow plow, those thick legs going through the snow. Yeah. Um, kind of gets you going. Kicking up some dust. And snow. And snow. snow yeah, would probably well, make snow more dust. sense. Yeah, yeah. snow dust. Snow yeah. dust. Perfect. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. My second prediction kind of goes along the same lines with two players combined here. I think the Packers will have two receivers with over 800 yards receiving. This has not happened since 2016. So once again, it's been a few years. I Obviously, Devontae Adams. And Devontae Adams has still only had two seasons over 1,000 yards. So doesn't always rack up the yards as long as he stays healthy. I think he'll go off as always. But once again, I'm buying into the MVS Express, the hype from training camp. Apparently, his hands work better. He knows his intermediate routes better. I think he will be the clear number two of this offense. I mean, God, I, I'm even wondering if I should bump it up. I, I'd like to bump it up to 900 yards each, but it's just so tough when you have Robert Tunyon and Alan Lazard and Randall Cobb and Aaron Jones, who's a great pass-catching uh, running back as well so that is uh what i have for my second prediction i guess a little intermediate because we are going long we won't have time for trivia hank here are your two trivia questions are you ready probably not but i'll do it anyway okay so my last two predictions as i said the packers haven't had two defensive linemen with six plus sacks since 2010 who were those two defensive linemen BJ Raji. Very good. That's one of them. Yeah, it's kind of hard to think back to these other other players, especially on the defensive line where they their names aren't called. I as just often. can't. Like, it's tough because like I'm a below average IQ, below average fan. Oh, you're selling yourself short here, Hank. Basement and like also kind of a basic bitch. Yeah. Well, and that's so true. like I just you know I know the big names. I'm here for the big names. Okay. Um, and so like I really only have BJ Raji right now. <laughs> okay. The second one was Colin Jenkins, one of the yeah, more yeah never would have got that. Yeah, one of the more underrated defensive linemen in Packers history over the last couple decades. He. Him and Aaron Campman, I remember back in 20, 2008, 2009, were a really good pass-rushing defensive line duo. Uh, okay, so the second question here. What two receivers, and actually I'll, I'll say this, what four receivers went, uh, each had over 800 yards receiving in uh, between the years 2013 and 2016? This should be pretty easy. The four most productive receivers in that time. Can you repeat that? It's yeah, I know it's fucking tough. Okay, so these guys 
There are four receivers who have had 800-plus yards receiving from seasons 2013 to 2016. Who are the top four receivers in that time frame? Um... 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 Sorry, I'm just trying to summon Kyle here. <laughs> okay. And I'm trying to I was really what was yeah, going I'm, on. I'm just like trying to trying to get him. So the the top three receivers during that time or four, four. receivers. Okay. Ooh, so I'm not really good with time. Um two of them are on ask, the roster yeah, right now. You could like ask my my bosses will be the first to tell you I'm not real good with time. <laughs> okay. Um uh or dates or numbers. But uh, I am okay with names. So, like, I guess I would say, like, Randall Cobb. Yes. Devontae Adams. Yes. Now, two other okay, receivers. 2013 to 2016. Yep. Are we getting – we're getting kind of in the – well, Jordy. Yep. Now there's oh, wow. one more. Wow. It's, Is it going to be a deep cut? No, not at all. It should be pretty easy. Hmm. We see his face from time to time. Oh, James Jones? Yes. See, it was a pretty easy question. Thank you, Kyle. <laughs> there you go. So he did show up in your brain there, I guess. Okay, so that was my, that was my second bold prediction, the receiving yards. Hank, what is your second bold prediction for the season? Oh, wow. Um, haven't really... Haven't, I should have had time to think about that, but those questions kind of got me off yeah, that's track. Yeah, Um. Well, you could say that I have a hankering that um, Jenkins is not going to allow one sack this year. Really? Okay. And only going to allow two pressures. Two two pressures. Wow. So you're doubling up on not just the sack, but only two pressures. Yeah, I don't. I feel like I didn't go bold enough last time. Okay. And so now I'm trying. To, I'm trying to be bolder. Um, you know, my aunt and uncle are telling me to take risks, you know, with yeah. work, personal life. Yeah, so the other day I went to Jersey Mike's and, you know, usually I get a pretty mild sub. So yeah. like the chicken bacon ranch, um, the hot sub generally, um, not that they're the cold subs are good. They're serviceable, but like if you're going out to a place, yeah, you want something hot. Yeah, exactly. I want something hot that my body's going to have to work to take down. Yes. And so. And oh, so, I like, agree. the other day, like, I, I got the big kahuna and, like, what is, I mean, jalapenos on it, you know, which, like, may not be a huge step for some people, but, like, I went extra. Yeah. And so, like, I mean, just taking those risks, like, making making your personal life, like, a little spicier some days, um, it's the small things is what I'm learning. And so, like, trying to be more bold um, or bolder, I don't know. Um, you know, the journey of a thousand miles yeah. starts with one step. Yeah. And hashtag, sometimes it's jalapenos yeah. on your sandwich. And sometimes it's hashtag can hashtag control being your life. Wow. Well, that's deep. I think, you know, most of us could, uh, could bring that into our own lives and try to improve in little ways every day. Wow. That's really inspirational there, Hank. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay. Awesome. Well, I'll have my last prediction for the season. Talked about him a little bit after a lock lackluster 2020 season where I once referred to him as pedestrian Smith. He took a pay cut this off season or a restructure, but he can get all that money back if he gets 12 sacks. So I think 
Preston Smith is going to have 12 sacks this season. A nice bounce back uh, season for him. I think he's going to lead the team in sacks as well. I think Zadarius is going to take a bit of a step back. Rashawn will take a step forward. But I do think Preston will have 12 sacks. Baby bounce back. <laughs> Not a baby back bitch, but a baby yeah. bounce back. Baby bounce back. <laughs> okay. And and so like, well, and it's an even year. Yes, that's it's, right. It's uh, Bill Huber has pointed this out, and I'm sure other people too, but in in these odd years or every other year is when Preston Smith has, you know, a lot of QB pressures and a lot of sacks. I think he almost doubles them in, uh, in that category. So we'll see. Hopefully that happens. We need more pressure up front and I, I hope it, I hope it does. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, like I'm hoping that like the refs just aren't looking at him too closely um, when he's jumping off the line. Oh, right. God. Like, I mean, that's the Pink, biggest, I forgot yeah, about yeah, that. I forgot about that from last year, the know, offsides penalties. Yeah, yes. like uh, a little bit of hopscotch going on, but uh, we, I, I think, I think, uh, you know, they'll be looking the other way a lot. Maybe that's just what we need. I hope the, the even years he's less visible. Yes. So there you go. We'll, we'll see. We'll see this season. So uh, Hank, what is your last bold prediction for the season? Yeah. So I think uh, Jair Alexander Ooh. is going to have, Ooh, I don't know. I'm not good at numbers, but I'm going to say he's going to finish top three for interceptions in the league. Okay. Top three for interceptions. Yes. I, I had a, well, I think my prediction last year was he'd make the Pro Bowl and have eight-plus picks. I still don't think he has that many picks in his career, but maybe that'll happen this year, hopefully. I think everyone's anticipating this is going to be the year that Jair becomes a name on the national stage. Yeah, and I mean, we look at how he finished out the year last year. Um, I think his hands are ready. Mm-hmm. I think he uh, he's finally made that, that connect between mind and like just fingertips and so we're gonna we're gonna see we're gonna see some pretty high flying uh i think pick sixes this year all right well i hope so yes he uh god i don't know if he's ever scored in the league now did he have a pick six last year no we didn't we haven't had many defensive touchdowns. no i guess i guess well do you count i mean this isn't like the safety safety. yeah that that's where my brain went i was like oh wait a minute that wasn't a touchdown but that's that was such a fun play though one of that was such a fun he he saves his best plays in minneapolis because he also had that screen blow up his rookie year and then that safety play last year so i love i love jair alexander probably my favorite player on the defense yeah, I you know I'm a huge Adrian Amos fanboy. Yeah. So like I I love Amos and I've loved Amos since he came over and I think just like him coming from the Bears and like then Eddie Eddie Jackson yep. like not doing super well after he leaves. That's just like mm, yeah. Chef's <laughs> kiss, you know. I mean, I I just he's just now now Eddie Jackson is just jacking around. You know, and not doing much. <laughs> that was an A plus joke. Yes, Eddie Jackson jacking around. Okay, I I liked it. That was that was good. But yes, people have talked about that too. How having Amos next to Jackson was nice because it it allowed Jackson to roam free and kind of you know take more risks. And hopefully that's what we can see from Darnell Savage this year in his third season. So uh, with that, hell, I think well we're so late in we won't have another real ad. So why don't we get right into the Packer names draft, you know, in honor of Corey Bajorquez, the new punter coming on. And obviously all the names that we talked about last week, getting ready for the season. I thought it would be nice. It would be fun. 
to have a nice little draft of the best Packer names in the history of the franchise. So we'll each have pick four different names, and I'm sure we'll have honorable honorable mentions at the end. Hank, do you want to go first? Do you want me to go first? What you thinking here? Yeah, I'm just gonna be a basic uh, bitch right off the bat, and and so like I'm gonna go Darnell Savage. Okay. Oh and, and, wow. And I, like I mean, I just oh, I mean, what a good sports name. Like imagine having that name in high school. Yes. Like. Like I mean, you had to have been like known statewide. Well, plus just... his, you you should, you wonder too with his age. He is younger. Like once Twenty One Savage came on the scene, like he must it must have been when he was hitting his peak in high school too. Yeah. Well, and like, just imagine those signs. Yeah. Like mean. That is a mean, mean name. Um, and and it's like not anything. I guess like super exotic or like exceptional it's just mean it's it's brass it's uh it's a mean name he did try to get his uh number changed his rookie year too i forgot who was wearing number 21 but after they got cut he uh-huh. was oh yeah that's right it was uh-huh. so after haha was gone he tried to take 21 but when you do that you have to buy all the uh jerseys that have your old number and on that rookie contract he did not want to pay for that so he's Stuck with his number since then. But if he had, how much respect would that have been? It, well, it's a it's a plus negative thing because when you think of number twenty one, you think of Charles Woodson. So it would be tough to establish that at Lambeau, seeing all the jerseys when you're going to have the Chuck jerseys going on as well. Yeah, couldn't have done worse than who wore it before, though. Oh God, yeah. Well, that that's that. Haha, Clinton Dix is a pretty good name as well. But God, he was. The softest safety I think I've ever played or ever watched in the green and gold. Moving on, my first pick, Steady. I think this is just classic, hard to beat. I remember when I first saw this name, I remember going to the public library and looking for Packer books, and I was an idiot. I was like 12, 13 years old, and I kept on seeing books about this player on the Packers, and I, honest to God, thought people were writing as like an alter ego for Brett Favre, like just mixing his his name around. So I will take that player, the original one, one Bart Starr, the classic perfect quarterback for the Green Bay Packers, Hall of Famer, uh, sadly passed away recently, number 15. I mean, classic All-American, Alabama quarterback, obviously quarterbacked all the teams in the 60s. But Bart Starr, Bart, it just it's a great quick name. Hits you, and then star with two R's at the end. Can't beat it. It's classic, classic name. Yeah, I mean, Bart, like Bart, is just a laser of a name. <laughs> yes. You know, it comes out, as you might say, almost like a dart. Ooh. And, and then, I mean, yeah, like last name Star. Sometimes I feel like these guys had to just change their names, right? Like, I just, how, how does that even happen? Like, I, I don't even want to say my last name, because it's so disgraceful yeah. and so but like well, to mine's have, pretty gross yeah i mean it, it, it yours is exotic and lovely <laughs> and we and polish it, yeah and polish and um which is the most exotic thank you thing wow, ever a lot yeah speaking of exotic i didn't think of this until now if in an alternate universe if we didn't if bart star wasn't bart star that is kind of a porn star name don't you think it kind of I don't want to soil Bart Starr's legendary name, but in a vacuum, that might 
you know, if you're not familiar with the team, you might think that's a porn star's name. Just throwing that out there. Yeah. And like, to be honest, like the really the only difference is that instead of a bunch of 40 old men moaning the name Bart in our universe, it's really just a bunch of 40 year old moms moaning Bart in an alternate universe. That's a great point. Wow. All right. Uh, Hank, what is your second pick? Is it my third pick? It's your it's your second pick. You took uh, Darnell Savage first. Oh wait, we're on names. Yeah, Sorry, we're on names. Yeah, we're on names. Yeah, you're right. Okay, second pick. Ooh, you know I've been thinking about this. I I know my first two picks. Um, then this should be easy. Uh, yeah, you know it should be. It's just like, you know I gotta say, like I love Marquez Valdez Scantling. Okay. Uh, I don't I don't think they're like is a more rhythmic name yep. in the NFL. It's got a good flow to it. Yeah, and it's like, I mean, very catchy. You know, often more catchy than his hands. <laughs> True, thus far. Yeah, but like I think that that changed like last halfway through last year, and so. Yep. Um, you know, I think that there, like, there's also maybe not a better name to chant. Are you picking Marquez Valdez? Yes. Okay, I just yeah. That's check. uh, okay. that'll be my second pick. Okay. Yeah. MVS, MVS, Marquez Valdez Scantling. Marquez Valdez Scantling. Yeah, I don't, I don't Marquez foresee Marquez Valdez Scantling. I'm trying to imagine. Like, could you? I like. I'm seeing myself at Lambeau Field, yeah. and then one of the idiots like stands up and turns around, and they want to start a chant. And they're like, "All right, guys, let's do it. We all know it." Marquez Valdez Scantling. <laughs> Marquez Valdez Scantling. <laughs> I feel like you just see a lot of people looking around like, we can make this a lot easier. And also, like, we're talking about the second wide receiver right now. Okay. Well, th- long, long name, long runs. Ooh. Long touchdowns. Very good. Wow, damn. That's... Yeah. And Bill Huber did have the best, uh, the best headline, <laughs> MV money sign. Yes. So yeah, there's a lot of options there. It's a very good, uh, very good choice there. It is a flexible, flexible name. True, very true. You know, a lot of options. You can get rid of some of the names there too if you really want to. My next pick, my second pick. Still a lot of good options here, but I've got to do a bit of a throwback. Uh, you know, the mid 2010s or right at the 2010s was his prime. I have got to take one Atari Big B. The name Atari, obviously the gaming system, it's one thing, kind of catchy, out there name, and then on top of it, Big B. Big B is just, what the hell is it? It's, it's fun, it's clunky. It's one letter away from Big Boy. Exactly, and that you want Big Boys on your defense. Atari was not a Big Boy, but he was a great sif- great safety. Another one in that uh, NFC Divisional round against the Giants who just was checking people. I remember that uh, NFC Championship game two against the Giants earlier against Poxico Burris, how he just was getting run over by him in that game. But had to take Atari Big B, the the dreads. I've talked about the story before too back when I was like 15, 16 getting autographs. When I got his autograph, he was literally wearing a shirt that said, smoke weed, live longer. So an absolute legend, Atari Big B. I, like, did people at the facility make comments about him wearing that shirt? Like, you get drug tested. You can't stop truth. You know, like, yeah. that's, I think, oh, one yeah. thing. Yeah, like, I don't know. And the basement is probably the worst place for that kind of truth, especially, mm-hmm. like, you know, 
my uncle's not a big fan of what Atari Bigby was preaching. Yeah. Um, and like I would never go on the record and say I'm a big fan. Yeah. But hell no. I will say that there's some windows that pop open once in a while, and uh, and you know every time they do, I just wow. think about Atari. You know what this brings me back to? God, this might be a huge stretch. So I don't know when uh, the Atari game system came out, but you're talking there, you know, in your aunt and uncle's basement, you know, in a basement. Makes me think back to that 70s show where they did smoke in the basement and they probably had an Atari gaming system with them down there. Think about that. You know, I would say my life is very much like that oftentimes, Mm -hmm. minus friends. Yeah, just... Just you talking to yourself in the basement, you know, trying to uh, change your thinking. Yeah, yeah. I would say sometimes the scene, like the scenery's updated. Like I, I'm more like on a like PlayStation Two, uh-huh. and <laughs> currently, yeah, yeah, PlayStation Two, and you know, like so that's more kind of the system I've been running lately. Yeah. And so not Atari. I, I like to think of myself as like a tech guy sometimes. Um, yeah, next yep. to the PlayStation 2, the gateway computer, and so, and so, yeah, like I, it's it, I could see how you drew that comparison. Thank you. Well, with that, Hank, what is your third pick? Yeah. Names? So hold on. Uh, can I get can I get a drum roll? Um. Okay. I'll I'll try to uh, put the mic to the desk and I'll tap with my fingers. Let's see. So we have, you know. One the first the first really good name, the second the second my my I guess what my third pick my is gonna be Hank Greminger Greminger Hank Greminger okay Hank Greminger we need some background information on this guy yeah let me uh well it's tough right now because my data's I you know <laughs> I I got in trouble this last week because I'm on my aunt and uncle's plan uh huh. And I've been watching too much YouTube on the data at work. And ah. so, like, you know, sometimes when you're a car wash cashier, um, there's not, like, a lot of people just go through the line. Like, sometimes you're like, why Why is that even a job? Well, and because people like to see a face when yeah. they do come into the car wash. Or, like, maybe they're sitting down and they they just wanted a cup of coffee. Okay. And, but, like, a lot of times I'm just on YouTube. And so... <laughs> Great employee, you know, yeah. My uncle was not happy, but I'm going to need to phone a friend for data. For data? Okay. Well, what uh, what what is this guy's name again? It's Hank Greminger. And you spell it like G-R-E-M-M-I-N-G-E-R. All right. We have, we have Googled the name. Yeah. And so Hank Greminger was born... September 1st, 1933, in Winthorpe, Texas. He was 6'1", and he played 131 games. Um, he was an American football player, a defensive back in the National Football League for he, 11 seasons. He is in the Green Bay Packers Hall of Fame, and yeah. it looks like he got traded before we won our Super Bowl. So, unfortunately, he died a non-Super Bowl champion. It's tough, but he really did lay the foundation he was like a brick and mortar player. Really, what would like I is is quite honest. A brick and mortar. Brick Hank. and mortar, Hank. Yeah, uh, I guess Hank actually actually was his middle name, mm. and so and it, like his his middle real middle name was Henry, 
my parents told me I didn't deserve the five letters. I only yeah. deserved the four um, because I was the fourth born. Okay. So I was kind of a, you know, that makes a lot not of sense. even the secondary thought. I was more of a fourth thought for them. Um, but yeah, so that would be, I guess, my third third, third name. Okay. Yeah. I was not expecting that, but uh, very, very solid name. You got to stick with the, with the Hanks. My third name uh obviously a lot of options here actually thousands of options i am going to go god you know i'm gonna throw back a little bit further even tough to top this name a first round draft pick out of the university of miami he was a solid contributor on offense but he had his ups and downs i'm going to take one bubba franks bubba bubba is a top a very tough name to beat Tight end for the Packers. He was actually, uh, when he left, he went to the Jets. And then the next year, Brett Favre got traded to the Jets. So they were teammates there as well. But he was just, God, I don't know. He kind of a sloppy football player. Remember, he got a lot of holding calls and drop balls. But a name like Bubba Franks, Bubba alone is very, very much football. And Franks, I mean, it, it they go together like, you know, chili and hot dogs. Yeah, absolutely. And like. Yeah, what a I mean, what an easy name to root for. Yes. You know, um just in like just Bubba, yeah, next to Franks. Like they they sound it's like in so much contrast. Like one is Bubba. You know, real light rolling it's, those bees. It's a then, name you could see as a brand for hot dogs yeah. or hamburgers, yep. you know, it just it makes sense. I guess maybe you think of Bubba Gump shrimp, but yeah. with the Franks, it gets you back to more of the meat. Yeah, I mean, we do associate like Franks red hot, right? Yep. Um like when we want to be bold and what what more being bold than naming having the name Bubba Franks. Yes. I I agree. It was a great pick by me. It was. <laughs> It was. And you know where Bubble Franks hails from? The U. Odessa, Texas. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I I believe you. I guess you know that Yeah. Somehow. Well, I just know that because I was doing some research on Friday Night Lights once. Uh-huh. And uh, I was like, yeah, I wonder which pro players came out of that region because football is so big. And I saw Bubba Franks. And, there you go. You know, I just, it was a name I remembered from my childhood. Um, Perfect. And yeah, absolutely. There you go. Great fun fact. I guess we'll never forget that now. Hank, what is your final Packer name? My final Packer name is Hank Bruder. <laughs> Another Hank. Okay. Hank Bruder. Henry George Hank Bruder Jr. All right. What can you tell us about this guy? Was an American football player in the National Football League. That's he a great place nine to play years. football. With the Green Bay Packers from 1931 to 39. Jesus. And was inducted in the Green Bay Packers Hall of Fame oh, in there you 1972. Go, um, he was also a member of Delta Upsilon fraternity. So we know he was a cool boy. Okay. Wow. Frat boy. Yeah. I, I know. Like one of the, yeah, we know, obviously he must've, he must've had a lot of friends. Yeah. And like a lot of times when I'm thinking of like guys I want to be like, or Hanks I want to be like, I'm like, which Hank? Has, has the most friends. Has the most friends. That's that's great. Yeah, it's nice to be well liked. And like, I just think like brooder. Like, I'm just thinking of like someone brooding on the sidelines. Yeah, like a mean, mean mugging. You know, probably thinking about just like how mad he is that you were you said something bad about his friends because he's so loyal. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's a great friend to go along with the great name of Hank. It's I like imagining that too because you want you want the players you look up to. You want to be good people, and good people stick up for their friends, no matter how many they have or how little they have. Yeah, I I think in like there's a lot of there's a lot of Hanks I've based my life around and like mm-hmm. tried to, you know, I think like achieve some some level of Hank, like in correspondence to how they've lived their lives. A hankering. Yeah. Yeah. Hankering. And like, so Hank Bruder Jr. Like, I don't know. He's like, call me Hank Bruder Jr. Jr. Because I've always wanted to be like Hank Bruder Jr. That kind of rolls off the tongue better than you would expect too. So, okay. I'll, I'll try to do that. Mr. Bruder. My last name uh, I'm not going to pick a Hank like Hank. Now, there's a lot of, obviously, once again, still a lot of great options here. Uh, God, it's tough. Obviously, we'll have honorable mentions after, but I... You know what? Fuck it. I am going to go with Craig Lumpkin. He was a running back, I believe, in 2013, 2012, maybe. He might have only made the roster one year. I just remember watching preseason games, and my dad, for some reason, took a liking to Mr. Craig Lumpkin, where I remember after he got cut, uh, my dad called me. and was like, hey, what what happened to old Lumpy? So, you know, he could... I'm sure he probably doesn't like going by that name. I think he signed with the Bucks after that. Not a great player, but an outstanding name. Lots of other good names as options there, but I had to go with one Craig Lumpkin. Craig with a K, too. It's uh, K-R-E-G-G. Just gross. Oh, Craig. <laughs> yeah, I, I that might have been right around that video was going viral as as well. So Yeah, absolutely. And I think we all know what the last name sounds like. Oh, God, I didn't even think of that. Yeah, Lump- Pumpkin. <laughs> That's definitely the word I was thinking of. <laughs> Nothing like hanging out with old old Craig, sit, sitting down and carving a nice pumpkin. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, with that, we got something else on on Craig. One of my favorite things about that name is just like you think about pumpkin, you think about pumpkin spice. Yep. And all you think about is it's no longer summer. Yeah. And we're out of the summer's era. And so like that that is another strong case for that name. Yeah. I mean October, fall, autumn, you think of pumpkins, you think of lumpkins. <laughs> Nothing else. Exactly. We'll run through these names. I'm going to go through them as quick as possible. Hank, if there's anything that uh, you have a hankering to talk about, just cut me off and we can talk about it. Right off the top, these are two names that I thought about taking, probably would have, but Craig Lumpkin, I just had to do that. Ryan Longwell, the kicker for the longest time. Tough to beat that for a kicker's name. That's really, yeah, no, that's a great one. It really is. Uh, he was a trader, went to the Minnesota Vikings to finish off his career. Uh, Sam Congato. We should probably, I mean, it could be an honorary Sam Congato draft as well because that name was just great as well. Brino Giacomini, Frank Zombo, Greg Van Roten, Lindsey Pipkins, Aaron Rukowski, Ben Steele, BJ Raji, 
Chris Banjo, Kabir Bajah Biamila, Zeke Brad- Bratkowski, Lynn Dickey, Nail Diggs, Haha Clinton Dix, uh, Brett Good, of course, Spencer Havener, amazing name. How did we not pick Brett Good? It's, I mean, he has his own segment of 20 good minutes, so I guess we don't want to, <laughs> I was going to say we don't want to overkill something, but mm-hmm. then again, you did go with two Hanks. Yeah, well... Okay, I do have I do have an honorable mention after you finish your list. I'm just gonna Well, you might as well do it right now. Yeah, I have well, a lot of names. Yeah, and like I, I know that this is kind of like saying one of your favorite names is O. J. Simpson. Uh huh. But like Mark Chamara. Uh, yeah, he does have a radio show now. So it's uh you know, you can think back to the hot tub yeah. stuff, which we don't need to get into, yeah. but Well, and it's a radio show with an age limit. So yeah, you have to be you know like some rides you got to be that that tall to ride. For Mark Chamura, you got to be that that old to call. <sighs> Jesus Christ. Okay, yeah, I'll just I'll not agree, and we don't need to keep talking about him. Do you know what his nickname is? You should love it. His nickname is Chewy. Who else has the nickname Chewy? Chewbacca. It's Chewbacca, Hank. Jesus Christ, you're not Kyle. You should know this shit. Oh, I was I was going to I mean like it's hard like that's kind of a triggering thing for me uh-huh. because like I don't know if I want to go into this here. You've already started. But, you know, family dinners um it never they never feel like, you know, much of like family dinners, but mm-hmm. my my uncle always calls me Chewy. Oh no. Because oh. I can never I never as a kid knew how to like I I was so happy to eat. And I would have trouble chewing with my mouth closed. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. Well, hey, I'm sorry to uh, bring that memory up. Yeah, so that's why I was I was silent. I only uh, I only refer to Chewbacca as Chewbacca. Okay. And I going forward, like yeah. I, I, you had no warning. Yep. You didn't know what that would bring up for me, and okay. I understand that. Um, you know, it's just something I have to deal with. You know, every time I go to an opening night of Star Wars. Yeah, that's fair. I'm I'm sorry about that. Well, hopefully, I mean, Mark Chimura, uh, we shouldn't have to bring him up again. So I, I'll try to refrain from bringing up that name again there, Hank. Uh, moving on to the list. After Spencer Havener, Johnny Jolly, Kingsley Kiki, Don Mikowski, Max McGee, Johnny Blood McNally. Desmond Moses, Craig Nall, Yosh Nyman, Ray Nitschke, Justin Perillo, uh, Brady Papinga, Aaron Ripkowski, which I already said, Anthony Rush, which I thought was good for a defensive lineman, Jake Ryan, which is just like, that sounds like an All-American quarterback, yeah. um, Vic Sooto, Jason Spitz, Equimius St. Brown, Ben Steele, Fuzzy Thurston, and uh, Frank Zombo. I might not have mentioned him before, but Frank Zombo, who did the Zorro uh, celebration after all the sacks. So those were the names. Those were all the honorable mentions. Maybe we missed something. I think we'll put a graphic out on the old Twitter. Um, if we missed something, I don't know. Just let us know. But uh, that's what we had for names. Hank, what do you, what do you think? You, do you think we got all the name names out of your system well, there? So I do want to go back to something last week. Okay. Um, Equinemius St. Brown's real name, yep. or like his full name. I, I wasn't totally wrong. Okay, it's good. actually Equinemius Tristan Imhotep J. St. Brown. Okay, yeah, so, there are more words there. So yeah, like, and there's actually an origin you can read. Um, but I just think like maybe, 
I don't know. I don't know how to feel about that because I know it's probably hard to like fit that in all the time, you know. Yeah. Um, but I just wanted to share that. I feel like now that EQ is still on our practice squad, like we should educate ourselves and we just need to know his full name all the time. And anytime we say it, we need to say it the right way. Okay. How about this? Well, for every catch he makes this year, we will call him by his full name on the podcast. I don't think we have to worry about that. Cause he's, he's better at catching injuries than catching balls. It seems like, so we'll, we'll see. Yeah. And you know, I, yeah, not, not two-point conversions. Absolutely not. Um, well, that's it for the draft. Now I think we'll have our preview for the Saints game. All right, and we are back with the Saints preview. Week one, uh, the game was scheduled to be in New Orleans, but due to Hurricane Ida, right? I don't know. <laughs> oh, <God>. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, wow, I have got a case of the kickless today. Yeah, oh, that sounded lame even just saying that afterwards. Okay, <laughs> so the game has been moved to uh, Jacksonville, Florida. Same time for the kickoff, 325. Uh, let's get right into it. The Saints are starting a new era of football. Jameis Winston, of course, has been named the starter. Uh, looking at that alone, a... He's been he's had an up and down career, kind of one of the more funny quarterbacks in the league. Throws as many interceptions as he does touchdowns. He beat out one. Um, why can't I think of his name now? Uh, Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill, the former Packer preseason All Star, uh, uh, Swiss Army knife who can do a little bit of everything. It's been a little downhill lately though for Taysom Hill. Yeah, if we're being honest. Do you follow Brady Papinga on Twitter? I think so. Yeah, he lo- so he went to BYU as well, and it is hilarious to see him debate. He still thinks Tyson Hill is like one of the better quarterbacks in the league, and that he should have been named uh, the starter in New Orleans. Uh, but yeah, Jameis Winston at quarterback, obviously, like we talked about earlier, Elvin Kamara is their running back. Uh, God, last year in our game against him, he had six rushes for 58 yards and 9.7 average. He also had 13 receptions for 139 yards and the two touchdowns uh, for his season last year. He had a five yards per carry average, but he he's kind of a monster. He's the kryptonite of the Packers defense, or at least was last year. Yeah, it's I I'm pretty I have a pretty bad Kamara story, too. Oh, OK. Um, and so like. I don't know. I'm not good at fantasy football. The only time I've ever won fantasy football is when I auto-drafted my team. Cool. Um, which I'm thinking about doing again this year. Auto-drafted? Yeah, or... just seeing if it <laughs> seeing if it works out. Um, and so, but yeah, that last year I was talking to one of my friends and we got in a huge argument because I was like, taking Kamara early, not a good move, you know? Okay. Um, and I like was super hard in the ground on it because I had had Kamara like the last two years and like uh-huh. it had been brutal, you know, like there hadn't been a lot of production. He does get hurt sometimes. Yeah. And but like, I mean, the year before he just like wasn't he didn't do that well. And yep. so like I was really anti Kamara and and it's tough because not only that game did he did he burn the Packers and we won. Mm-hmm. We did win. We did win. 
but he burned us and like it was like yeah okay same song dance for the defense but also i lost an argument with a friend oh my god and and like you know sometimes that's like one of the worst things is when you have to admit you're sorry to a friend yeah and you have to like repair that friendship and you just have to wear that l and um you know hanks had a lot of l's and so wearing that l felt particularly hard i'm sorry to hear that hank well how ironic is that you wear l's and we're going up against james winston who eats w's so ooh, i didn't even think about that hey you just set me up right there and i and what what starts with l lambo lasik (laughs) <laughs> which Jameis Winston got yeah. LASIK surgery. And yes. like, that's what, that's what I'm really hanging on here to see. Like, do we see like, is LASIK Jameis just like upgraded, you know? Or is he still just as hilarious as non LASIK? We, we want a hilarious Jameis, but yeah, I don't know. I do like Jameis. And if he did well, hopefully not against the Packers, but other, other teams, maybe like the Buccaneers, yeah. like him destroying the Buccaneers would be my the best thing that could happen. Well, we'll have to see. Maybe it'll take him a couple games to get used to his new eyes. We can only hope for that. Um, Sticking with the running backs to Alvin Kamara and Latavius Murray, the former Oakland Raider and Minnesota Viking combined for 2,520 yards and 20 touchdowns last year. Uh, The running back position has 25% of the Saints passing game, at least it did last year. So we'll have to watch that. Uh, Michael Thomas is hurt, the number one receiver. Obviously, they've had some drama this offseason with him electing to get surgery late and playing through the injury last year. I don't believe Michael Thomas is ever going to play again. He's he's a weirdo. He's, I don't know, he's strange. It'll be interesting to see what happens with him this year. He's is that, like yeah. the Kevin Durant of the NFL on Twitter. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's true. He is. Except, like, not as funny or as good. Yeah, he, <laughs> he's, uh, I guess, the... Kevin Durant on Twitter, but he's probably the Derrick Rose on the field, I guess. Or we'll see if that's what ends up happening with him. Okay. I thought you were going to say something. but I, I was just going to say hashtag slant boy. <laughs> okay. Uh, the receivers filling in for him, Traquan Smith and Marquez uh, Callaway. Uh, Callaway seems to be the guy who's popped off in preseason. Um, other than that, on offense, they have... Probably the best uh, tackle tandem in the league in Taron Armstead and Adam Ramschek, who is a Badger. So we'll, yeah, Ramchek we'll see. is pretty cool. He's a pretty cool dude. It's, it's a, cool, a good name. It's a good name, too. But we have a better Marquez name. I just want that on the record. Yeah, we have a lot of names of Paul instead of just Callaway. On defense, New Orleans was a uh, the fourth best rushing defense last year and the fifth best passing defense as far as yards go. Um Cameron Jordan, Marcus Davenport are the best players in the front seven, or at least, you know, right on the line there rushing. Uh, Demario Davis is their inside linebacker. Malcolm Jenkins safety. Marshawn Lattimore was a pro bowler last year. Uh, Mark, Mark, Jesus, Marcus Williams is the other safety, and he's considered one of the better safeties in the league as well. So they do have some playmakers on defense. I think when you think of the Saints, maybe not last year or the year before, but before that, they have been very, very shitty on defense. And now, I think with the new quarterback as well, maybe they're becoming more of a well-rounded team. Bit of a dip on offense, growing on defense, pretty solid team. Hink, what do you think going into this game? I'm just thankful that if we're playing in Florida, it's not at the Bucks Raymond James Stadium. Yeah. So, like, I just expect Rodgers won't be throwing any pick sixes. 
God, and, I, yeah, I and so about like those. and like I'm hoping that it's not like a residual thing, like you know, like that's it doesn't like emanate from Raymond James to the state of Florida. So like that is like the only thing. First couple drives, I feel like. I don't know. I feel like after that, I'll be feeling much better. Yeah. Um. I honestly though, like, I, I don't know. The Saints just aren't like a team that, like, when we play them, I'm never like super scared of them. They and don't I, have like a face anymore. I don't know exactly what the Saints yeah, are going to and be. And I think I've just like watched the Vikings massacre them so much yeah. since 2009 that like, That's a good point. I don't know. Like, it's it's tough. It's like you know when you see the tough kid get like the crap beaten out of them and oh, you're yeah. like oh honey you know you kind of just feel bad for them you lose a little bit a little bit of respect, bit of respect. like you know that like they probably are still kind of tough yeah. but um like there's something living up in their head they've been humbled yeah and, and maybe that's what it is maybe you know thinking of that they're just in that situation maybe this is the point where after we beat them and humble them we go up put our arm around their shoulder and Make yeah. a make a friend with them so that they can go on and beat yes. up our bully and like the Vikings. You know, maybe yeah, we'll see yeah. that finally. Well, like or they could beat the bully, like, you know, which would be like the refs in the Tampa Bay game. Yeah. That's oh fuck. Yeah, I forgot about that. I don't even want to think about that. Come on, Hank. But yeah, uh other thing to note with this game, obviously it with it not being played at the Superdome. One worry of that would be Chris Myers in a very loud environment. We don't have to worry about that now. Obviously, the center getting calls off, but and yep. Also, the whole thing about them like choosing the stadium that was hardest to get to. I mean, that's smart. I kind of like, like it. it. Is, I like that. But like, also, that's just like I. You got to smell fear. Yeah, it's like you're, you're smelling. You're smelling fear in the air there, and like. Also, like, you know, there's so many, like, retired Packers fans in Florida. Yeah, that's a good point. You know, like, that's just we'll see. the place where old heads go. That's that's very true. We'll have to see how the fans come out. Um, as I was getting to there, too, you know, fans wearing jerseys in the stands. It'll be, we'll see if we're wearing the green jerseys, too, where it's going to be hot. Usually, especially early, well, this is just when it happens. Packers don't play very well in hot weather. One of the reasons why you're talking about there, too, in Tampa, we've struggled. I remember in Miami, too, we've struggled at times. So hopefully it's not too hot. We won't have any cramps. Even in uh, J.K. Scott's last game as a Packer, he cramped up. And that was the reason why Mason Crosby uh, punted in that last preseason game. So hopefully we're a little more prepared with for the heat. But, Hank, week one, first game of the season, what is your score prediction for this game? 35-14. Wow, that was very quick. That's the quickest answer I think we've ever had on the show. All right, so you think we're only going to allow two good touchdowns? Guys. Oh, good, good guys. guys. Okay. To, I, I'm, again, bringing Kyle into the fold oh, here. Oh, yeah, because yeah. he does say good guys, bad guys. Okay. okay. <laughs> I'm going to assume those kisses were, were for Kyle. All right, I'll, my prediction, I have a pretty similar score, a little, little less and more on each side. I have us winning 31 to 17. It'll be interesting to see what the defense does. I think the offensive line will hold up enough. I just don't see them being able to slow us down. Once again, kind of tough to predict first game of the season when we haven't seen anyone play, but I feel really good about this team. I don't think we'll start the season scoring 40 plus points in like the first four games, first four or five games we had last year, but I think we'll still have a pretty solid start. 30, 31 points is pretty solid, but Hank, 
We've already had bold predictions for the season. What is your bold prediction for this Saints game? Jair Alexander pick six. Wow. Okay. A pick six for Jair Alexander. You know, I guess he does have the week one games. He did have a splash play last year, week one, and maybe he'll follow that up. Well, and here's here's my promise to the listeners, to you, to Kyle, yep. wherever he may be, sweet Kyle. But my promise is that if if Jair does pick six this week, yep. and my bold, I'm I'm not right a lot. I don't have many wins, so like if I get that whatever bold prediction I get right this year, auto buying a jersey. Okay, so that you... maybe it won't be war, but maybe I can put it up in a nice display case, um, like one of those poster frames from Walmart. Uh-huh. Um, with some push pins and all that kind of stuff, but like looking pretty nice. Um, and maybe it will be embroidered and not from China. That would be well. Some some of them are uh, stitched from China too. Oh. I remember buying my Dayton Jones jersey, which is obviously one of my prized possessions, is a stitched jersey. Um, yeah. So yeah. Well, we'll see. I hope uh, you'll be able to buy a Jair jersey. That'd be awesome. Yeah. That that's that's my promise. Okay. Well, my bold prediction for this game. Uh, a little along those same lines on defense, a name we haven't talked about, but I think we will talk about, you know, as the season goes on as an impact player. I have Devondre Campbell with an INT. He's allegedly supposed to be, you know, a strength of his is pass, uh, pass defense. So maybe he'll get back there. Jameis Winston likes throwing picks. Maybe he'll throw one to the inside linebacker. So I see that happening. A pick for Devondre Campbell. And that's it for for bold predictions. You got anything else there? Can I get a uh, a like a light bold prediction? A light bold. A pr- light bold prediction. You have another yeah, one. Okay. Yeah. What is it? Um, I think that I think, this, I think it's just called a prediction. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's a little more bold than just a prediction. Okay. But I think I think Eric Stokes is going to get an interception. <laughs> We're we're feeling pretty good about yeah, Jameis Winston yeah, throwing some picks. Yeah, in this game, I know man. I was saying go Jameis, but I I don't know. I just I see it happening. Um, I'm just envisioning it, and like I just want to start stoking the flames. Hell yeah, for Eric. I like that. Great. I I hope we see that. Yes, I I'm curious to see what he gets for snaps too. If they really, if Kevin King is the two, and with that he too, I mean maybe Kevin King will be cramping up. We know that his uh ligaments and soft tissue doesn't really hold up very well so we'll see but hey with that that was a excellent episode uh as we do with every outro if you could please leave a review or a rating take you two seconds on itunes whatever helps us more people find the podcast and more you know incredible fans listen to two idiots talk about the green bay packers and we did get two new reviews this week if you leave a review we will uh read it on the podcast and if you DM us or email us, uh, DM us on PMP Pod on Twitter or email us at pmppodcast at gmail.com. We will send you a free koozie. We have two. This is from Packet69, titled I Like the Podcast. Been listening for the last season and a half. Great to hear relatable, self aware Packer fans when I need a Packer fix here in Minneapolis. The guest host on this last week reminded me of Talking Jake from John Boy, which is a Yankees podcast, apparently, and you. Apparently, you remind people of some sad boy on a different podcast. Yeah, I mean, I would say that, like, I've always been compared to sad boys. Mm. But, like, I would just say that 
you know, what's the username? Uh, pack packet sixty nine. Packet sixty nine. You know, thanks for liking our podcast. Well, I would say I don't want to say ours yet. I feel like that's I, only, I I'll like. I say ours as like a sound guy, not the co-host, because I would never ever dream of filling Kyle's seat. I actually use a different chair. I requested a different yep. chair. Yep. Um, but I would just say, Packet sixty nine. I like you. Oh wow! There you go. Could this be a budding friendship? We shall see. It does sound like that they are in the Minneapolis area. And I will say this: you are a producer, not just a sound guy, so you're a little bit more involved there. The other. Uh, review that we have it the title is hashtag hot for hank five stars sometimes when i when i'm sitting in my aunt's basement it gets lonely work is tough the car wash cashier grind never really stops and the wheels always need to be waxed hard to remember to breathe at times but nothing makes me remember what living is like like this podcast spencer and kyle are professionals and the journalists we need in this toxic media culture that uh hank i believe that was your review one could assume Thank you. That is that is beautiful. I like how you use words. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I I like how you say words. Thank you. That's that's why you know I have a podcast. I guess even though I do mumble and repeat myself and say um at times. But thank you. Those are very kind. Yeah. Words. I mean, I think a little mumbling, a little umming. Um. It just. I don't know. Like it's a little drum roll for every. It's sentence. a little drum roll for yeah every sentence. And you know, honestly, it's it's cute and it's kind of what keeps bringing bringing me back hell yeah but with that uh i don't have anything else hank uh we we decided ahead of time what the what the song would be but hank do you have anything else this week no i just i hope i can make it till sunday i hope um you know i'm I'm living then living good and uh you know i hope that that first game doesn't leave me in shambles like, and like the badgers unfortunately the, yeah yeah exactly and so like i'm just hoping for good things i feel i feel good um you know i have i've only been at like one tums a day okay and so i think i think uh i think we're heading into a good spot i think so too hard not to get excited for the season it still doesn't uh it won't seem real until you turn on the tv and you you know you see the green and gold on there getting ready but should be a fun year week one a lot of things to look forward to, but once again with that, uh, Hank, I don't have anything else. Do you have anything else? Nothing. Well, as I alluded to, talked about it earlier, and in honor of Hank, Hank Williams, please don't sue us. <laughs> <laughs>